You are listening to the Advisor Solutions Podcast, Episode 58. Welcome to the Advisor Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Finley, President of Advisor Solutions. Do you feel like you have a good relationship with all of your clients? Or are there some clients that you just don't feel connected to? That's a tough question. (laughs) Most advisors and agents don't know the answer to that. Does this sound like you? If so, know this. You are not alone. Most financial advisors, insurance agents, wholesalers, branch managers, and even agency managers don't have a well-thought-out process for rapidly building client relationships. And they don't even know it. And the reason they don't know it is because they've never really learned a stepwise approach to knowing how to build better relationships with people, much less their clients. So what do you do? Well, you really have two choices. You can keep doing what you're doing, and you're going to keep getting what you're getting. Or you could learn the secrets to rapidly building client relationships. And that's what we're going to talk about today. How to connect with your clients and build a client base that you've always wanted. So if you're ready to learn a process for building better relationships, then stick around. So why this topic? Why would you want to learn the secrets to rapidly building client relationships? Think of it this way. If you don't have a good way to connect with your client base, eventually somebody else will. And then your client base won't be your clients anymore. And that's why I wanted to do this podcast today, because I want you to understand that you can build a better business if you build better relationships with your clients and if you know how to do it. So what we're going to do is cover three things today in this podcast. First, five strategies to rapidly building client relationships so that you have a system for connecting. Second, how to overcome the competition so that you know what to do by having a system for helping your clients see more value in you and less value in other people, other advisors and agents, that is. And third, understanding the next level. So you know what to do when you're ready to succeed. Now, before we jump into those three things that we're going to learn in this podcast, I need to ask you a few questions. What would your business be like if you knew exactly what to do to rapidly build client relationships? Would you feel energized? Would you feel empowered? Would you feel like you like your business more? And would you apply what you learned? If the answer is yes, then let's begin. Five Strategies to Rapidly Building Client Relationships Now, before we can talk about how to build client relationships or rapidly build client relationships, i got to tell you a quick story. It just happened yesterday. So, a great client of mine told me a story about her recently. She had recently met with a client of hers, a couple. And so, this client of mine has been in the business for 10 years, a 10-year veteran. She's on a huge team, and she's very successful. She met with a client couple of hers, and they took a a tour of the Toronto Stock Exchange. The clients loved it. They went down on the floor, so the clients really got a chance to see what it was like. And then they went to dinner for three hours. And at the end of it all, she felt very connected to them. 
and she was pretty sure that they felt very connected to her. But what she wanted to know was, what makes the connection? (laughs) And she wanted to know, how can she make better connections with all of her clients when they have connections with other advisors, basically her competition? So I explained to her my mission statement, and it's a mission statement that I've had for years. In fact, well back to the mid-90s, and it's the secret to rapidly building client relationships. And this is it. Strangers become clients, and clients become friends. (laughs) You see, if your strangers or prospects become clients, and you know how to build great relationships, then your clients will eventually become friends. And those friends, these clients, typically stay with you, regardless of the market, regardless of the economy, regardless of returns. They don't care. Of course, they want to get good returns and they want the market to go up. But the reason that they stay with you is because they know you care. And that's the secret. So let's jump into five strategies to rapidly building client relationships so that you can do the same and have that client base that you always wanted. Strategy one, create great communication. Okay, so you may already know this this saying. Communication is the lifeblood of every great relationship. But what's the secret to communication? Well, it really comes down to two parts. One, quantity, for how often you speak to them. And two, quality, what you speak about when you speak to your clients. You see, if you only talk to your clients once a year, you probably don't have a great relationship. Also, if all you talk about is the market or returns, or lack of returns when the market's down, you probably don't have a good relationship. And that's actually a recipe for a disaster. Think of it this way. Think of your best friend. How often do you speak to your best friend? Now, you may have a best friend that lives on the other side of the country, or you may have a best friend that you only speak to once a year because they live on the other side of the country. You probably feel connected anyway, almost as if no time passed since you spoke last. And why is that? Well, it's because you already have a great relationship. But if you want a better relationship with your clients, you need to have a, have a recurring to-do to speak to them. So you know how often you're going to speak to them, and so do they. Maybe even a a monthly recurring to-do, where you're going to call your best clients every month. And when you do that, you need to speak to them, not only what the market's doing and their, their returns and that kind of thing, but also you need to find out about them. You need to talk about things that are going on beyond business. It needs to be personal. I'll explain that in a minute. Let's go to strategy two. Strategy two, know how to create a great connection. There's a saying that goes like this. People tend to work with people they like, and people tend to like people that are like them. In other words, people build better connections if their personalities are more alike than if they're not. And I'd like to tell you a quick story, a story that happened to me years ago when I was a rookie, and it was Geez, probably about 25, 27 years ago or so. See, I've been in the business for 30 years. When I was a rookie, early 90s, I was in a big office at the end of the hall. And the top producer came down and he he popped his head in and he said, Hey, I I need to speak with you whenever you get a chance. And I walked to 
his office and I sat down and I said, yeah, what do you need? And he said, hey, I just wanted to tell you something. I said, what? There's going to be people that work with me and not with you. <laughs> and I looked at him and I said, you brought me down here to tell me that, that people aren't going to work with me. I'm getting rejected all day long. Why did, why did you have me come down here and to tell me this? He said, just wait a minute, wait a minute. There's, I also want to tell you, there, there are people that are going to work with you and not with me. And I said, I, I don't really understand. I'm a rookie. You've been in the business for a long time. You're one of the top producers. What? And he said, you can't work with everyone. Just find the, the people that you can work with. So I went back to my office, and I felt better. I sat down, and it took me years to realize how wrong this guy was. See, what he didn't know was something called personality-based selling. And years ago, I was listening to a sales tape on the importance of connecting during the sales presentation when the author said there's a direct correlation between the number of types of people that you can get along with and your level of self-esteem. See, what that guy was talking about on that sales tape was that if you have a high self-esteem, you can connect with a lot of different types of personalities. And really, what I didn't know at the time was that personality-based selling is a great way to connect. See, personality-based selling is about understanding someone's personality type and knowing their hot buttons and their cold buttons. And the reason why personality-based selling is so important is because the more personality types that you can connect with, the more people you can work with. And also, the more people that want to work with you because they make that connection because you're closer to their personality type. See, there's four core personality types. I did a whole podcast on this on episode 36, Mastering Personality-Based Selling. Here are the four personality types. Commander, Organizer, Relator, Energizer. The acronym CORE. Commander, results-driven. That is somebody who is very results-driven, and they want to find out that you're competent. You can get the job done. Organizer, accuracy-driven. Those are the types of people that you want as your CPA. <laughs> These are the types of people that need the data, the information, the logic. Then you've got the relator, feelings-driven. That's the person that just wants to be respected, listened to, cared about. Then you've got the energizer, <laughs> energy-driven. That's the type of person that, if it's not fun, I'm not doing it. And when you understand these personality types, these different types of personalities, you can identify which one your client is and how their pitch, tone, pace all kind of give it away. And if you match that pitch, tone, and pace and you know their hot buttons and cold buttons, you can master personality-based selling and you can make a better connection. Let's go to strategy three. Strategy three, creating a childlike Curiosity. Now think of your best friend again. <laughs> are you interested in what's going on in their life? Sure you are. In fact, you probably have what I call a childlike curiosity because you want to know more about them. You need to have the, the same kind of childlike curiosity about your clients as well. You have to want to know what's going on with them. See, young children are great at this. Young children basically have a genuine curiosity because they want to know more. They want to know more about someone or something, and they just ask questions. They just keep asking questions, and they seem to have no problem asking a lot of questions. 
Let's take a look at how, how this type of curiosity can benefit you and your clients. Here's a couple of ways. The first way is it gives you more time to think. And when you, what I mean by this is by asking a question like, that's interesting, tell me a little bit more about that. And you really mean it. You want to find out more. What it does is it gives you more time to think about what direction you want to go in the conversation. Here's what it also does. It uncovers important personal information. See, the client starts to tell you a little bit more about themselves or who else in their life is important to them, and you're finding out more about them, and the, and the relationship is getting deeper. It's getting better. You're connecting. As well as when they start to talk about what's happening in their life. They went on vacation. Their, their children are coming in, in town, or, or somebody's graduating. In other words, they're letting you in, and they trust you. Also, it shows that you care. See, after you listen to their situation, the situation they're talking about, you can ask a feelings question or make a feeling statement. That sounds a little frustrating, was it? And clients will quickly share with you their feelings, and they'll tell you if it was frustrating or not, just like friends will. It also creates a, a connection when you're curious. See, the reason it creates a connection is because what you're doing is you're communicating on a personal level, not on a surface level, like, here's what the market's doing. Here are your returns. So, let me tell you why a childlike curiosity works. It's no secret that people want to be heard. And the reason that a childlike curiosity works is because when you truly want to find out about them, the clients open up and they'll tell you more about themselves. And everyone has a story. So, get curious and find out what theirs is. You'll be glad you did. Let's go to strategy four. Strategy four, strive to understand your clients. People want to be understood. And if your business relationship turns into a friendship, you need to understand what's important to them. Here are some examples of areas that you need to understand. You need to understand their financial goals. That's pretty obvious because that's what they're hiring you for. You need to understand their expectations with their returns, with the market, whatever it is. Find out what their expectations are. You need to understand their fears and concerns. So you don't want to find that out after the market pulls back again. You need to understand who's important to them because it's their life. If they've got relatives or friends that are very important, find out. You need to understand how they feel about you. This is very important. Do they value you? Do they see the value in working with you? Or the next time somebody calls them, are they going to be interested in getting a second opinion from a, a stranger? You see, if you understand your clients, they aren't going to go anywhere. So let's go to strategy five. Strategy five, record and remember. So this is the last strategy, and it's really about recording what the conversation was about and what the connection was about and remembering next time you talk to them. So think of your best friend again. Do you forget everything they told you? Or probably not. Maybe you forgot some of the details, but the important stuff you probably remember. And the next time you talk to them, you're probably curious to find out, hey, how are things going for you? And to find out more about that subject whatever the subject was that they talked to you about last time. 
Well, if your clients become friends, you need to remember what you talked about. And you actually have it easier because you can always just jot down some notes and put it into your CRM. Then the next time you talk to them, ask about that situation. Ask about what was important to them the last time you talked to them. When you do this, you will definitely build stronger client relationships. How to overcome your competition. So I told you the story about a client of mine in Toronto who wanted to to basically have a better relationship with her clients. Also, she asked a great question, and it was this. What about the relationships that my clients have with their other advisor? It's a good question. She went on to ask, what, what can I do to really make a better connection so that I can gather all the assets if I don't have everything? What we're going to do right now is talk about this, how to overcome your competition, if you have competition. In other words, if you have a client that has money elsewhere with another advisor or another agent, well, what do you do to gather those assets? <laughs> so, so let's just say that, for simplicity's sake, that you have a handful of these clients that fit into that category. They've got two advisors, and you're one of them, and they're working with you, and they're working with you for a reason. It's be- probably because they, they didn't have a strong relationship with the other advisor, when you first met them. And that's how we overcome the competition. Not by bashing the other advisor, (laughs) not by bashing the competition, but by poking a hole at the value of the relationship that they have with that other advisor. Let me give you a role play so you understand this. This is a possible conversation that you can have with a client about their other advisor. Now, I'm going to role play both sides of this conversation, obviously, because I'm the only one doing this podcast, but you'll get the point pretty quickly on how this conversation can turn around in your favor. Advisor, I know that you have another investment account at your bank. How's it doing? Client, okay, I guess. I I don't know. I don't really think much about it. Advisor, I look at your financial picture kind of like a puzzle. (laughs) <laughs> and each investment product or insurance product that we've, we've got is basically kind of like a separate puzzle piece. But I'm not really sure if your other financial puzzle pieces are, you know, at the other firm, are duplicating or complementing what we're doing here. Do you know? Do you know if they are? Client. I'm not sure. But, you know, I've been with him for five years, so I'm sure everything's okay. Pause. Now, at this point... you've got some idea of the relationship with the client that the client has with that other advisor. And it's neutral. It's it's neither good nor bad. In fact, the client seems indifferent. Let's jump back into the role play. Advisor, if there was one thing that you could change about your relationship with your other advisor, if you could change anything, what would it be? Client, I don't know. I never really hear from him. Pause. Now we've just found the challenge that your client has with the other advisor. It's a lack of communication. And the way we found that was by using a problem-based question to uncover a specific problem, which is he never hears from his advisor. Let's jump back into the role play. Advisor. Well, if you don't hear from your other advisor, then how do you know if we're duplicating or complementing what we're doing here? 
Client. I guess I don't. Advisor. Then what do you think you should do? Client. I think we should get a second opinion from you. <laughs> Pause. And that is how you start the process of overcoming the competition. You simply have a better relationship with them. And you're helping the client understand why they probably should get a second opinion. So the next step is you help them understand why it's in their best interest that you manage everything. And it's because they have built a better relationship with you and you look at everything that they have and you help them to understand whether it duplicates or complements what they're doing with you. And that is how you overcome the competition. The next level. So I said we're going to cover three things in this podcast. First, five strategies to rapidly building client relationships. Check, we did that. Second, how to overcome the competition. Check, we did that too. Now what we're going to talk about is the next level. So you know what to do if you're ready to get to the next level. As you probably guessed by now, rapidly building client relationships is one of the smartest things you can do to ensure that your clients are loyal. You see, if you really want a great client base, you have to truly care about your client base. And you have to kind of live by the mantra that I did years ago. And I still do today. Strangers become clients. Clients become friends. Because having a client base full of friends, well, that's the best client base you could ever have. The only real question now is, what's the next step? So what is the next step? Well, the next step is simple. It takes about 30 seconds, and it's probably the most important step you're ever going to take in your business. And the reason I can say that is because, well, either you're going to disregard everything that you heard right now and go back to doing what you're doing. Nothing will change. That's actually the wrong step in the wrong direction. Or you could take less than 30 seconds to take a step in the right direction. And here's how. Email me at dan at advisorsolutionsinc.com and just type let's talk in the subject line along with a little bit about yourself and some of the challenges and I'll reply with an email and we'll set up a time to do a free coaching session. And this is absolutely the right step in the right direction because if you do, you'll start to learn a process for making better connections, having camaraderie and ancillary learning. It's probably what you've always needed. Also, you'll be able to finally have the solutions that'll take you to the next level. Well, thank you for listening to this Advisor Solutions Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please be sure to subscribe so you can listen each week. Also, check us out on the web at advisorsolutionsinc.com. And finally, if you like what you heard, and you want to know more about the Advisor Solutions Group Coaching Program or the Advisor Solutions Individual Coaching Programs, please email me at dan at advisorsolutionsinc.com. I would be happy to set up a free coaching session if that's what you'd like. Again, that's dan at advisorsolutionsinc.com. Please join us next week as we help advisors and agents build a better business, one solution at a time. Thank you.